the coronavirus pandemic was bad, but it did expose some structural pre-pandemic problems in our society that are now getting more attention. See, child care. The state and federal governments are pouring billions into child care now after lockdown exposed just how critical for the economy as a whole it is to have someone who can watch our kids while we're at work. And here's how bad the situation was. All those billions are just starting to make a dent in a long-neglected industry. One big win is in Old Forge. We visit on today's Story of the Day. Support for Story of the Day comes from the St. Lawrence County Community Development Program, now accepting applications for the Head Start program to prepare children ages 3 to 5 for school, online at slccdp.org slash head-start. Hey, I'm David Summerstein. It's Tuesday, December 12th. First up, school districts in the North Country are feeling the pressure of inflation, and it's affecting their annual budgets and their plans for future renovations. Catherine Wheeler reports. School districts have to take care of their buildings, and it never stops. Anyone who owns a home or, or rents a home and sees what your landlords and things have to do to keep up, you know, things need to be replaced. That's Chris Rose. He's superintendent of Brazier Falls Central School District. This week, the district is asking voters to approve a $12.6 million capital improvement project. Rose says that includes repairing roofs, fixing up athletic fields, and much more. But he says one thing alone is taking up a fifth of that money, inflation. 20% of that capital project, the $12.6 million, is towards escalation in bidding that'll happen between the vote now and when we actually go out to purchase the things that have been quoted now because you know inflation is going to raise those prices. Inflation isn't just hitting schools' future plans. Some schools that approved their construction projects years ago are now running out of money faster because of inflation. Districts, I've got to believe, have been finding this planning process moving forward more challenging than ever. That's Jefferson Lewis Bosey Superintendent Stephen Todd. He says inflation challenges go beyond big capital projects. It's eating into their year-to-year budgets. Todd says schools usually anticipate a 2 to 3 percent annual increase in state funding. But that's not keeping up with what things cost now, especially wages. So if you think about a school district, which has the vast majority of its expense in the uh, staffing part of their budget, and you've got increases in salaries and wages going up by higher than the rate where you're anticipated income is coming in, it makes, you know, it makes some some tricky calculation in the budgeting. Todd says schools are anxious about the state's education funding for next year. There are things we know that we don't know, which is what is going to be the rate of increase of foundation aid this year, next year, the year after? What is the financial outlook of the state of New York going to be? Uh, year after year after year, which drives what those percentages will be. Back in Brazier, Superintendent Chris Rose says he's focused on one unknown right now, if voters will say yes to their capital project. Along with Brazier, communities in Parishville and Governor vote on similar proposals this week. Votes in Ogdensburg and Morristown will be held in the coming months. Catherine Wheeler, North Country Public Radio. Just a few years ago, Old Forge in the southwestern Adirondacks was a total child care desert. The nearest child care center was 40 miles away, and there were no licensed home daycares in town. 
But all that changed when a child care center opened in a really convenient location, the local school. Amy Feirazel reports. Yes, I will. Inside the Healthy Kids Daycare in Old Forge, toddlers are playing with puzzles, a miniature kitchen, with their favorite stuffed animals. Is that your puppy, Daisy? Yeah. Is that your favorite stuffy? Yeah. Yeah. 21-year-old Sage Rao is an assistant teacher. She shows me the class pet named TikTok. He is a betta fish, and the kids just adore him. It's your classic daycare, except for one thing. It's inside a school, specifically the town of Webb Union Free School in Old Forge. That's pretty unusual. Child care and K-12 schools are governed by totally different state agencies and usually don't have much overlap. But with no formal child care in town, John Swick, the school principal, says it was hard to hire and retain staff with young kids. It was just this hill that we knew we were going to have to climb and and looking for solutions all over the place. One solution was in their own building. Like many North Country districts, they had space because of declining student enrollment. We're not bursting at the seams. We're actually dealing with a lesser number. How do we use the space? How do we benefit the community? How do we keep the number from dropping lower? Their answer was to donate their extra space, about three rooms, to a daycare operator. And after a long and rocky road, this daycare was the result. Where'd you get your zebras, Leaf? It opened in September of 2020. Swick takes me outside to the daycare's community entrance. And it's connected right to our main front circle, which has worked out great for parents dropping off. They made renovations, the walkway, exit doors, a new bathroom, with a $250,000 grant from the Community Foundation of Herkimer and Oneida counties. But the biggest task was finding someone willing to operate the daycare. And luckily, um, Steve took took a chance on us and said, we want to try out this model. Steve is Steve Dweck, the CEO of Healthy Kids, one of the largest childcare operators in the Northeast, with about 100 locations in New York. Dweck says the center in a school concept was exciting. So we saw this and we thought, this is brilliant. It, it solves so many problems. Like community need, teacher retention, and money. With the school providing the space, running the center costs a lot less. That made it financially possible to get this center off the ground. Rural is tough. And so from the get-go, this was going to be a long-term project. It's going to take a while to tell the community that it's here, which means almost before they've even thought about having a baby, they need to know daycare is here. Dweck says it'll be at least five years before they can really say if this is a sustainable model. But it couldn't be easier for families. School and childcare, all in one place. The center's capacity is 31 kids. Actual enrollment has bounced between about 10 and 20, depending on the season and on staffing, which has been the single biggest obstacle, says center director Michelle Wood. Staffing, you need commitment and you need quality. But it's not high-paid work, nor is it high-regarded, says Wood. But it is important. I see us as community members and pillars in the community. Wood is the second director of the center, and she's a recent transplant to Old Forge from Albany. She says for the staff that they do have, which is three, soon to be four, they've been pretty full. Here I was thinking we were going to get a little bit of a break this past summer, and we were maxed out. I pray for being bored sometimes, I'll be honest. And luckily, staffing has stabilized recently, especially with the addition of 21-year-old local Sage Rao. 
Sage has been a blessing. Rao is from Old Forge and was actually a student here at the school and did an internship in the daycare when she was a senior. She started working here in the spring and says she loves it. Nine o'clock at night, I'm like, oh, I wonder what my kids are doing. This is kind of her dream job. I always tell my mom, you know, one day I'm going to be a daycare teacher and one day I'm going to be a daycare teacher. Rao says she likes the center structure. She has co-workers and doesn't have to deal with much paperwork the way she would if she was a home provider. And it's steady money, a rarity in Old Forge. You know, a lot of the work around here is seasonal. So you're here from maybe June till September, and then you have no work until, you know, snowmobile season hits. And then if we don't get snow, you're not making any money. But Rao knows she'll have her hours. Back in the toddler room, it's later in the afternoon, and some kids are getting picked up. That's Leif Thompson, and he's not thrilled I'm talking to his mommy. So your name, your age, and (laughs) who you're the mommy to. (laughs) My name is Megan Merrill. My significant other is Brett Thompson, and our son is Leif Thompson. And he's been in this program since he's been about three months old. So we're very happy to have the program here in Old Forge. That's because Merrill used to live in Utica and moved here during the pandemic. She says the child care center is what allowed them to stay. Um, it was a great opportunity for me to still be able to work from home and have child care close by without having to relocate back to our original area where we were living at the time. That's music to the ears of John Swick and Steve Dwyer, that the center could be a draw for new population, or the reason a local family could stay. Don't look at Amy Feireisel, North Country Public Radio in Old Forge. We have more news all the time on our website, ncpr.org. Music today by Lost in Beijing of Keene and Mark Corey of Watertown. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.